The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Okay, so uh, I know we pushed off um, the tone last time, uh, but uh, I think I have to push it off uh, again. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how much time we have left over. <laughs> but um, sorry. <laughs> 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 okay, I knew this was going to happen. Um, so we just got the news that uh, Ryan Moskowitz is. is can't do dialysis anymore, which means he's gonna, um, he's probably gonna die within the next couple of days. So, uh, I wanted to uh, address it, uh, I wanted to address that, um, both because uh, it's on my mind, and I'm not gonna be able to think about your slime, <laughs> no offense to your slime. Um, and uh, I think this also is a continuation of what we did, um, last time. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, you know, uh, got to teach. Uh, so, uh, and I don't know if I've gone over this idea before, but, um, I thought I would just talk about a, um, I don't know if this is a radical idea that I have about being with Paul for a whole but, um, uh, I want to share my thoughts on, on, on um on a Rambam and being with Paul for a whole um so um the Rambam says in Hillis Tefila Vav Bez on this Paul someone who davens with the community Lo Yarach Petfila so yes we die should not um prolong his Tefila more than uh, than necessary about Beno Levin Atzmo Harshus Biado. Sorry, I'm like, oh, I'll get through this. Um, so you shouldn't daven excessively when you're with a tzibor, but when you're by yourself, then you could daven as long as you want. Even if after your tefillah, you um, you want to say as long as the seder of the video yom kippurim, Omer, then you could say that. And if you want to add... Uh, to the middle of the brachos, you could do that. Okay, so here's the case. Ketzad, how so? Hailo chole, if there's someone who is sick that you have, mavakish ala brachamim, bebirchas cholin, kvitachas lashono. You should request for rachamim, for mercy, in uh, the bracha of uh, of the sick, according to your eloquence. Hayatzarach lefarnasa, if you need um, livelihood, mosif tchina ubakasha bebirchas lashonim. Um, then you should add, increase your uh, supplication and bakasha in the blessing over years. Uh, and this is um, uh, same thing for all the other brachos. If you want to ask for all your needs in Shemayat Fila, then you can ask. But you can't ask in the first three or the last three. Okay, so I don't know if this is being too medayic, okay, but uh, you notice what 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 do we usually ask for for a chola in our tefillos? Rafua, right? So you notice the Ram doesn't say that, right? He says mavakish alav rachamin the birkas cholim kvitachas l'shana, right? So um, you could say that he means you ask for rafua, right? Uh, and you could even bring a proof from later on when it says um, that um, in birkas l'shanim. If you need Parnassa, he doesn't say you ask for Parnassa. He just says, mostly, you know, Bokasha. Now, that doesn't even, 
identify the content of what you're saying. So it's not necessarily proof. Okay. So I've been thinking a lot about this, you know, um, especially with, uh, with Rabbi Moskowitz's situation, because I don't know the exact nature of his, uh, you know, his particular maladies, but like he's had these, you know, he had kidney failure and he's been on dialysis, you know, every other day um, for years now. And it's not something that gets better. Right. Uh, and it can only get worse as it did. Uh, again, I don't know if I just said this, but we found out three hours ago. So um, three hours ago, was, I don't know. I don't know when when they got the news, but that's when the news was was public. So um, so here's my thought. OK, my thought. Um, well, and there's also there's also another problem. Hold on a second. Let me see if I'm gonna, I just put this together in the last 10 minutes. So. Um, uh, so the other problem, it's not intrinsically a problem, but when you ask for refuah, so the one question is, what do you do if there is no refuah, right? Um, and the other question is, like, how do you make that judgment call, right? Because there is such a thing as tefillah shav, right? Mm. Um, and tefillah shav is tefillah in vain, right? So the halakha tefillah shav, just to go through that uh, without going to the whole sugya. Um, oops, this is the wrong thing. Hold on. Um, okay, so Tfilas Shav, I was going with Perikotin. Um, is that like when he uh counts his grain already and he uh, yeah, ovens for there to be more, yeah, yeah. Um, so let me just find it in the Rambam though. Um, actually, I wonder, it is in the Rambam, I think. So it's a Mishnah. Yeah, it is a Mishnah. Yeah, maybe I should just go to Mishnah. Do you happen to know where it is? Uh, yeah, first Mishnah and Perikes uh, of Brahos. Okay. So I only know that because Ezra and I accidentally did it instead of the Okay, it's so a good one to accidentally do. Uh, it's sorry, did you say it's one more time? In, oh, that's that long one in Brahos, Perikes? It's, it's one in the Mishnah, yeah. it's five Okay. different ones. Um, Shav. Yeah, okay, so Bana by, okay, that's not it. Uh, Haris, uh, yeah, yeah, all right, here we go. Um. Hatsoik lisha avar. So if you if you cry out um, for something that is already transpired, harizo tefila shav, then uh, that's a tefila in vain. Okay. And the reason why is because God can't change the past. If you want elaboration on that, then listen to Pesach here recently. Is that what you said? Me? On Sefer Karim About what, Didn't we just talk about this? God doing the impossible? Yeah. You oh, made... the impossible. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. That's what I thought you were going Okay, yeah. So, Kate's Okay, so what would be uh, an example, though? So, it doesn't give that example. What would be an example of um, of uh, Tefillah Shav? So, it gives two examples. Haisa Ishtamu Bera. So, if your wife is pregnant, Va'amar Yirasan Shetelet Ishti Zahar, and you say, May it be God's will that my wife give birth to a male, Harizo Tefillah Shav. So, then that is a Tefillah Shav. Uh, because um, the presumption is that she, the gender is already set, right? And the Gemara goes through um, seeming exceptions to that, okay, et cetera. All right, that's, that's a sogia. This is the classic case. If you're traveling and you hear an outcry in the city, uh, and you, so you hear like some, uh, the example, I, contemporary example is like, you see the fire trucks, like, mm-hmm. you know, right. going towards a certain house and you say, may it be God's will that, that this is not my household members. So then that is a, um, uh, uh, in vain because the house is already burning or whatever. So whoever it is, it is, you could down for the future that the people not be harmed, but you can't change what already happened. Yeah. And then there's this weird case, the 
Uh, no, sorry, that's, that's a different case. Sorry, that's not a Nicholas Lemelgrun. Okay, so there are other cases that are brought down by the Shulchan Aruch. Okay, but the main principle is that you can only daven for the future; you can't daven for the past. And the reason why you can't daven for the past is not an arbitrary rule; it's that the past is impossible to change, and you're not allowed to daven for something that's impossible. Okay, again, if you go through the sugya, it'll it'll um, uh, th- there are questions about um, about what types of miracles are you allowed to daven for and what type you're not. Um, and maybe we have time we can look in, look into that. But um, but the other issue that you run into in being Paula for a chola, especially one who has a condition that is seemingly without without remedy, you know. So there are cases of miracle cures, right? But let's just take an example. If a person got their arm cut off, you it'd be usher to daven, I think, for their arm to just sprout back. That just doesn't happen, okay? Um, and if you say it's an open miracle, that's, you know, again, if you go through the Gemaras, then you're not allowed to dive for an open miracle according to, I'll try to substantiate that afterwards. I want to get these thoughts out right now, okay? So this is the other question. So again, the question is when you're diving for someone who's sick, um, who who can't get better, then the question is like, do you still dive in for Rafua? And like, also, how do you navigate the issue of tefillah shav? Okay, so this is my theory. My theory is when the Ram says daven for rachamin, then he means daven for rachamin. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and rachamin can take many forms. Okay, rachamin can take the form of rufuah. Okay, uh, and so you're not excluding rufuah from this, and you're not excluding uh, you know a miraculous uh, you know hashgachic intervention. But rachamin does not have to take that form. Okay, rachamin can be um, an ease of suffering, you know, Rachmim can even be a quick death. Now, how do we know that? Because of what we learned on, uh, last night, uh, which was, well, really it was, it was, uh, the sheer from last night, but, uh, but from part two, of uh, Tosfos. Yeah. So the Ravanel, so that we were doing, uh, um, the Ravanel on Karis. Okay. And he brings down six shitos of what Karius means that he disagrees with. And one of the stranger ones, and it's not me saying that, it's him saying that, is uh, Tosvos. Okay, there's a Tosvos that says, um, this is a Bravano summary, this is in the Midbar 1531. You can tell whether someone got Karius by the days of sickness. How so? That one person dies on the third day of an illness, then that is indicative of karis. Okay, now I don't think he means whenever someone dies on the third day of illness, that means that that was karis, but he's saying that that's how you could tell. Let's say the way we ended up learning it is if a person did an avera that's high of karis and then he gets sick and then dies on the third day, according to Tosos, that is karis. Okay, so the Bravanel does not like this for many reasons. Okay, but one of the reasons is he says... Um, this is not a good opinion. Okay, whether by way of reason, which he's going to explain now. He's going to go why it doesn't work by the Pesukim, but we don't care about that right now. Someone who's set to die in his illness. What gain would he get by prolonging his illness? Okay, meaning if he is going to die. Obviously, if he could get better, then, then you know, the more alive you are, then the more uh, chance you can get. Um, uh, that's a, probably a reference to you, if I had to guess. No, Yishayah, okay. Um, that, uh, that all of his days are going to be in pain on his bed, uh, and he's just going to be lying down in pain. And here's what he says. Hello, tovlo, she is my sorrow. Wouldn't it be better if his suffering were diminished? Vichulio, and his illness, Vyamus Mehera, and he dies quicker. That would be better for him, tovlo. 
in order to like set your affairs in order uh, of your soul, your, not your you know physical affairs, and then to do tshuva, three days is enough. Okay, I'll call you a second deal, so I just want to read, read the whole thing. But Mishnah Amra, the Mishnah in Avos says, shuv yom misasaka. Um, return, do tshuva one day before your death. I think we quoted that also recently. Uh, the the most pious uh, Jews and Nevi'im did not prolong their days of illness. Yaakov Avinu Yochiach, Yaakov proves this. Shemiyat Keshechala, as soon as he got sick, there's a bunch of Midrashim on that, Berach Banav, he blesses uh, his sons. Benemar, and it says, Vayichal Yaakov Latavos Es Banav V'yesof Raglav Elhamita V'yigvavi Asef Almav. Um, Yaakov um, finished commanding his children and he gathered in his feet to his bed and he uh, he expired and he was gathered to his people. Moshe and Aaron didn't get sick at all. How could Karis be that when a person's natural time for de- death comes, how could it be that he dies on day three of his illness? That's good for him. It's possible that his children would uh, have prolonged suffering because of his illness. His flesh will be in pain. And his soul will be in mourning. Okay, um, so that, that's that's his argument. So this is, I don't think you need to arrive for this, but in case you, you say to me, how dare you say that dying quickly could be Rahman, blame it on the Bravanel. Okay, don't blame it on me. He says this, Okay. Oh, yeah, Yosef, what was your question? I'm a little bit confused by the Shuvah thing. Like, I was thinking maybe it's giving three days because that allows you for, like, a more, like, full process of Shuvah, right? Like, the punishment includes an opportunity for Shuvah. Yeah. So, uh, did he, I'm, I was a little bit lost, so did he say anything on that? Or uh, no, he didn't. Uh, th- I think this is all he said about the Shuvah point. Yeah. Okay, okay, so going back to the, um, to the Ramam here. So, so I think that at a certain point, I think that, oh, and so you also notice the Ramam says, Now, this is another important thing. What's means? It means according to your own formulation. Now, where else do we see this in Hilgos Tefillah? Kfitzachos Lashano? Uh, yeah, that's in the same category, though. Original Tefillah? Original Tefillah, right? So if you look at the way the Tefillah originally was um, before uh, the Anshe Knesset formalized it, uh, so mitzvah to say lihis palo b'chol yom. It's mitzvah to say to daven every day. Shnei Mar it says v'avadatem asrashem lekechem. You should serve Hashem your God. Mipiashmuel amru shavodah zohi tefila. It says uh, from Torah Shabbat Peh that avod, this avoda is tefila. V'nei Mar ul ovda b'chol levavkem. It says serve him with all your heart. Amru chachamim. The chachamim said ezohi avodah shabalev zot tefila. The chachamim said what is avodah shabalev? That's tefila. The number of tefillos is not from the Torah, meaning three times a day, right? The text of the tefillah is not from the Torah. And there's no set time for tefillah from the Torah. Um, Therefore, women and slaves are obligated in tefillah because it's not a time-bound mitzvah. Okay, so then here's where he describes it. Rather, here's the obligation of the mitzvah. Person should pray and supplicate every day, and then say the praises of God, and then ask for his needs, which he needs, um, which my interpretation is things that he actually needs, not just things that he wants and then says, oh, I need it, right? Um, uh, you ask for it in requesting and supplication. Then you should give praise and thanks to God for the good that he bestowed upon. 
Okay. Um, I think he does use Tzachos Lashono um, elsewhere. Okay. Well, he uses different synonyms. Um, Dabar Kfi Yochlo. He should say, speak it, uh, articulate according to his ability. Also Kfi Yechalto. Um, and uh, he also says, when he's talking about the formulation of Tefillah, when they made a standardized Nusach, he says that this allows each person to be, yeah, here we go, uh, that uh, once they created a standardized text, he says, it allows so that these tefillahs could be arranged in everyone's mouth and they could learn them. But the tefillah of these stammerers can be tefillah It could be like the most articulate uh, people. Okay, so so according to his own articulateness. So there's no set formula of like, you know, you, you know, he on the Yishav It's according to your Tzachas Lashana, which I'm taking to mean that like the original tefillah, you have to formulate it according to your own understanding. And that's part, that's by design, you know? So, so, um, so uh, let me give one more example and then I'll, I'll apply this to the case at hand here. So another example of this, and this is something I made a change for in my tefillah. Um, my grandmother is 97 and she was very healthy physically and mentally up until her like early nineties. And then she started getting dementia and now she's in a state where it's like a, a pretty advanced dementia, you know? So I used to daven for a Rufua uh, Shlema for her. I switched to davening for Rachamim for her. Um, and the reason why is because at this point, first of all, again, Rachamim does not exclude Rufua. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, uh, but at this point, you know, she, was and is suffering. And, you know, if you want to look at, uh, again, don't blame this on me, you know, you can look at Pirke Alvos 521, where it says the, the uh, ages, you know, and when it gets to uh, the older ages, then Shivim Laseva, seven years for old age, then Shimon Ligvora, uh, 80 years for might, then Tishim Lashuach, 90 years for stooping over, then Meak Ilu Mesva Avar Ubatal Min Haolam. When you're 100, it's as if you're dead and you have passed and been negated from the world. Now, again, this is not every single person. There are people who, you know, are active into their hundreds or whatever. But, you know, um, uh, it, it, it's a thing that if you talk to old people who are that sick, you know, then it's real agony to be alive uh, and in a state of incapacitation. And especially if you have dementia and it's confusing and scary. So I switched in my tefillah for asking for Rahamim, not for Rufua. So let's go Yosef and then David, yeah. Uh, could you daven for like a Rufua to be discovered? Like, mm-hmm. I know you, could like definitely uh, discover, you could definitely daven for Rufua to be discovered, yeah. And like, could you put that into like Atachonin maybe? Like to... Yeah, you uh, could put it in I think you could even put it in Rufaino, you know, because it's uh, it's for Rafua, you know. Um, yeah, that's definitely the case because it's definitely possible that these things can happen. There are like miracle drugs. I mean, before penicillin, I mean, infection was death. Like that's it, you know. And um, I'm not a Bucky in the latest research on on fungal uh, remedies, but um, but they say that certain research into certain uh, mushrooms can actually regenerate parts of the brain that have been ravaged due to dementia and Alzheimer's. So maybe it's only a matter of time before that can actually like be a practical thing. Yeah. David. Okay. Separate question from that. Yeah. Um, you're understanding when you are better to be more general or more specific. So that's the, that's the trick, right? The trick is to know what's going to be the better tefillah, right? Okay. Um, and I, I don't know if there's an objective answer, right? Because you do want to be as specific as possible, but also not, um, ruling things out as if you know what that this is the thing that is needed right like if you you know like uh, the you know problem of um excuse me um 
what do you call? Uh, it's the best example. I got to go with my jury duty example, right? Of the uh, when I got jury duty, and this is the first and only time I've had jury duty. And um, I and then like they didn't finish on the first day, and like I'd come back, and I didn't do the jury selection process, and like I had all these classes to teach. And like, this was back in the day when they made you prepare work for all the classes that you're going to be uh, not teaching in high school. So it was like creating a lot of work and no one was learning and like, like, you know, everything was falling apart. So I had Davin initially like for asking Hashem to get me out of jury duty, right? Actually, I think I recorded this, hold on, uh, on, uh, on a, in a blog post. Oops. Yeah. So uh, jury duty. I think I, uh, I had very specific formulations here. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll just read it. I can write. <laughs> um, so uh, I said, um, yeah, from a purely subjective standpoint, my wants were clear. Jury duty thus far had been miserable, annoying, and incredibly inconvenient for myself, my students, and my colleagues. The school needed to get other teachers to substitute for the eight classes I'd be missing, and most of my classes didn't lend themselves to continuing on in the unit without me. I wanted nothing more than to be back in school teaching my students. A civil tefillah would have been to request to get out of jury duty. However, as I thought about how to formulate my request in tefillah, I admitted to myself that the desire to get out of jury duty stemmed largely from selfish desires. I then tried thinking about this in terms of my objective needs and the objective needs of those around me. I found myself confronted with a dilemma. On the one hand, I was needed at school by my students and by my coworkers as a teacher of Torah. On the other hand, I was needed by the American justice system and by the individuals involved in this particular case. Um, this realization was bolstered by my observation of how many unqualified people there were in the jury pool and how my presence as a Talmudically trained, justice-minded thinking juror would have been an asset to all those involved. You would not believe how, pardon my French, dumb. <laughs> Some of the people, they, they, they like could, could not, and it wasn't a language barrier thing. It was like not being able to follow a simple sentence for the Jewish selection process. And I'm wondering like, why, why, you know? Okay, fine. So I gave some quite some thought as to how to formulate my tefillah to address this conflict, to balance my wants with the demands of objective justice, righteousness, and kindness, but to do so in a manner that would be genuine and wouldn't involve lying to myself and asking for something I didn't truly want. That we've talked about in tefillah share, that you have to level up your requests, but they have to be genuine. You can't, not you can't, but it's not going to be an effective tefillah if you're just faking you know, like asking for something you, that you, you're just pretending to, to want, right? So I mean, in the you end, don't, yeah. you mean like don't emotionally want, like, let's say you logically want it, but emotion, like you're conflicted. You could do that, but there's a certain point where it becomes like, um, fake and, uh, you know, I think there needs to be an MS in your, uh, in your, your, Picasso. so where you draw that line is, uh, is up to you, you know? Um, so in the end, uh, I'll just finish reading this part here. In the end, I arrived at the following formulation. Please help me to be of the greatest service to my fellow human beings, whether that resulted in me serving on the jury or getting off jury duty and returning to my students. This was a request that I was able to make honestly, which factored in my recognition of my own bias from my selfish perspectives and my lack of knowledge as to which outcome was truly better. Right. So there's no direct answer to your question. Is it better to be specific or general? Right. So like we don't say and everything because that's a bad shava, right? Same thing with Bakasha. You know, it is an immature Bakasha uh, just to say, I should make it better, <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, you, you're approaching him as a Telmelokim and formulating like your needs and your requests and your place in the universe, et cetera. So like you have to ask yourself, what is going to be a tefillah that is most true and developmentally appropriate to me? but like also doesn't limit things or make things feel like it's in my control. Like, again, if you say, let's say like, uh, um, you know, whatever, let's say like there's a surgery that's going to happen. Right. And you dive in for the surgery to go well. Right. So maybe that's good. 
right? And I'm not saying that that's a bad fila, but we know that there are times when surgeries don't go as planned and they find something else, you know, and that ends up being very, very good, you know? So like saying maybe surgery go like, like, you know, uh, as planned, like, I don't know. And again, this is why at the very end of Tefillah, that may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart be in line with God's will. We acknowledge that our Tefillahs might not be the best for us, you know, but you just answer your questions. You got to like formulate it the best way you can. And this is the interesting thing. I mean, uh, you know, Chazal formulated all of the uh, brachos and Tefillahs, not Kfitzachos Lashono. They did their formulations, right? Because that's the best thing. And they could have made it so that there was like a drop-down menu or like a made-to-order menu for your own bakachos and say, if you have a cola, you recite this exact formula. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, according to the Raman. They said, Kvitzakos Lashona, you know? So it sounds like there is a, an intentionally like a leeway there for you to be able to formulate it according to your best understanding. So it sounds like then within that, you kind of go into a more specific what you see fitting and then you have to like take a little bit of a step out of that and then say within that step out, like recognize where this specific thing that you were looking at, how that fits into the objective overall whole and whatever would be the greatest in the overall whole. Yeah. And then frame your tefillah as within this framework, I'm looking for the best thing in this framework that could happen. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, easier said than done, but uh, yeah. Um, right, so, um, so, oh, and I want to point out also in um, Hilchus, uh, the Halachas of Bikr Cholim, okay, uh, by the way, where's the wrong codified Bikr Cholim? No, good yeah. guess. Uh-huh. It's in Sefer Shoftim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're in Sefer Shoftim. The middle. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Hilchos Evel, the laws of mourning. Uh, okay, why? Because at the end, he says, I'm going to bring semi-proof to your intuition. To visit the sick, uh, or check on the sick, literally, to comfort mourners, to escort the dead, to uh, bring in the kala, to escort guests, to be involved in all the needs of burial, to carry the the um, the uh, beer on the b i e r on your uh, um, shoulder, to walk in front of the and to give a eulogy, and to dig, and to bury, and also to make the chas and the kala rejoice. Real emotional roller coaster here. Mm-hmm. and to supply them with all their needs. These are called the acts of gimlus chasadim that you do with your body that have no measure. Okay, uh, and then he says, "Here's the raya for your intuition." Even though all these mitzvos are midirabanan, they are still included in the hafta lerecha kamocha. Kol hadvarim shata roteshi yeasu osam lacha. Acherim, all the things that you want others to do for you. Uh, you should do for your brother in Torah and mitzvahs. Yeah, okay. So when he talks about Bikr Cholim, he says like this. Um, yeah. When you go in to visit the Cholim, don't sit on the bed. Uh, not on a bench. Not on a chair. By the way, I don't, these things might have been different back then. I don't know what we hold about this practically. Not on a high place. And not above their head. Rather, you should be misatev, which I don't know if that means um, the 
Talus, or if that means like with a turban, or if that means probably a turban. Probably a turban, yeah. Yeah, Lamatami Merashosav and sit beneath his head level, Umavakish Alav Rahmim, Viote, and ask for Rahmim and leave. Uh yeah. Okay, so quick visit, but be Mavakish Rahmim. So this is a similar thing here, okay? This is like being Mavakish Rahmim. Clearly, this is Kvitakas Lashano, even though he doesn't say it. There's no like Hamaki Minachem like formula. I mean, that's not a formula, strictly speaking, either, but there's no like you know, a uh, formula that you say for comforting, uh, for uh, asking for Rahmi for the whole Okay. Actually, uh, I think um, my grandfather said that you're supposed to say, Hamakom Yerachim Eschem Besoch Sharachal Israel. Oh, that's a good one. Hamakom Yerachim Eschem. Maybe you got a mercy. That's what he used to say. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. All right. I, I never heard that, but that, that that's a good, uh, good fits into the Ramam also. Sorry. I taught not Eschem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, so that's for Rahmim. And then I want to show you one more thing also regarding Tila Shav. This is kind of out of order. Sorry about that. Uh, going back to the question of like, uh, asking for, um, you know, I may as well show you the Tila Shav source inside instead of just saying it. Um, that's on the last, the last yeah. Time. I don't really understand why we would like have these lockers about a fola, like not sit above them and not, mm-hmm. uh, like kind of like, the macabre, like gives them cover, it seems like, or something like that. Yeah. Kind of like we do with an avo, but I don't understand why a fola would, like, why that makes sense by a fola. Yeah. So, um, uh, the, so some of the, the considerations, if you look through all the halachos in Bikra Cholim, some of them have to do with, like, practical considerations, like not visiting them at certain times because they have, like, uh, you know, sick needs that they have to take care of. I know what others say about why you can't sit above your head and why you have to be misatev. And I think I mentioned this uh, in uh, Ramam. No, I don't know where I mentioned this recently. This week also. Uh, anyone know wh- what other people say? Why you can't sit above their head? Like when you lie above their head, like head, head, like, like like their head level. You, your head level can't be above maybe, their head level. Maybe so they don't have to lift their head. Below. That's what. That, so if it's a practical reason, then that's what I was thinking for that. Yeah. So the um, there's a statement in Chazal, I don't know where it is, and I don't know how to find it, that the Shekhinah is above the head of the Cholah. You know, uh, and my, the shot I gave of that, this must have been in Raman Bakius, because none of you, uh, yeah, yeah, none of you are showing glimmers of recognition. Um, I think what I was explaining that my working definition of Shekhinah is, um, is anything that uh, any Hashgacha Sashem, which again, Hashgacha Pratis or Hashgacha Cholah, that brings to mind the reality of God. Um, so with someone is sick, both because of your recognition of their mortality and the fact that their life is in God's hands and the fact that, uh, that you realize your dependence on God brings to mind the idea of the Shekhinah, you know, that's why the Shekhinah is above the head of the sick person. Um, and that's also why, again, Rama doesn't say this. That's why, um, you, this is a halakha, I think we possibly like this. You don't say their name when you daven for them in their presence, because it's like the Shekhinah is right there. You know, um, you don't have to like deliver your tefillahs, however that works, you know. Um, but um, yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's where the covered Roche comes from also. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So um, again, without going through the whole sugya of um, tefillah shav, um, uh, hold on here. Um, so the Gemara in Brachos Daf. Uh, Aleph says, so this is on, on that mission we just read. Haisa ishto, um, uberas, v'amari, hi, ratan, shetela, uh, so, 
when you ask for a, a male, okay, Velom Mahani Rahman, okay, it's Tefillah Shab, and therefore Rahman will not work, okay. So it's interesting that the Gemara has to say that. Like, it's not just that Tefillah Shab is an Isser, but like, if you did it, then it might work. <laughs> it's, no, it doesn't work, okay. I don't know why. Macy for Yosef, Yosef objected. Uh, so it says in Breshi's Lamed Chavala, the Achar Yelda Bas, Batikra Eshma Dina. So it says, and afterwards, Leah gave birth to a daughter and called her name Dina. My the Achar, what is the implication of and afterwards? Amarav, Rav said, Laachar Shadana Leah Din Baasma, after Leah judged herself, Tefillah, did that on a, that's actually a good Raya. Okay. The Amra Yud Bez Shvatim Asidin Latseis Miyakov, 12 tribes are destined to come from Yaakov. Shisha Yatsu Mimeni, six came from Eve, Arba Minashvachos. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, and four from the, the maidservants. Hari Asaras, that's 10. Im ze zahar, if the fetus that I'm pregnant with is male, lote ahosi Rachel ka'achas So then Rachel, who is only going to get one, is not even going to be equal to one of the, the, the shvachos. Miad nevkalabas. So immediately the fetus transformed into a daughter. Shnemar v'tikra shemach dina. Okay, so, so he's saying basically, well, you see that you can change the fetus, right? This was before she was little bear. Okay, so if you have the power for him to do a real miracle for you because it's like, you're on that level. Ah, so those are the two answers given. Okay, so those are the two oh. answers given. So Amos, so one answer is Amos, Kieran, Mice, and Nisan. We don't rely on miraculous cases. Okay, meaning to determine halacha. Meaning, fine, they got a miracle there. Okay, whatever. <laughs> okay. The Bais Ema, Mice, Delea, Besoch, Arbaim, Yomhu. So uh, the incident of Leah was in 40 days, as it was taught in Abraisa. Shloshi Yamim Harishon, Yavakish Adam Rahim, Shlo Yasriach. So for the first three days, I guess after the act of Bia, probably, then a person should ask for Rahim that the uh, the uh, seed not go bad. Yishloshavad Arbaim from three to 40 days, Yavakish Rahim, Shehezahar. You should ask for mercy that the baby be a male. Uh, from 40 days to three months, he should ask there not be a sandal, which is like a um, um, uh, stillbirth that is like misshapen, like it looks like a lump of le- leather. Um, uh, um, so uh, stillborn basically, from six, three months until six months, then that's like a full still, stillborn, where it's like an actual like baby that died. Mishisha um, va'atisha from six to nine. Yivakish rachim shiyete b'shalom. You should ask for mercy that it should emerge in peace, meaning it should be a good birth. Um, yeah, you want to ask something, Yosef? Yeah, maybe like by Leah, it's actually you could say it's it, that was. There's a different shkach there because she's uh, one of the imams. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna see that answer. We're gonna see that answer too. She's yeah. part of the. She's one of the imams, so therefore you have uh, Clelius. Right, right. So that's that's what um, uh, that's along the lines that Isaiah was saying. That it's really for all Klai Israel, not not for her in, in particular. Okay. So so by the way, just factually speaking, I don't think this is we say that this is true anymore. That from three to forty days, it could still change gender. I don't think that's. Uh, I think it's. I think it only shows up. Uh, I'll well, shows up is one thing, right? But when does it actually get determined? I'm oh, not sure. That's conception, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Last time I looked at up, that's what it was. Okay. Umi Mahani Rachamim. So here's the, the Gemara says, does Tefillah really work? So this seems like a good Raya, right? That Leah, Davin, and it changed. Okay. And, but it, the only reason why she did it is because why she could do it is it was in, in that change period. Okay. Umi Mahani Rahim, does Tefillah really work to change the fetus? Whatever. Okay. This is another outdated theory. Yeah. If the man sows first, okay, in the act of Bia, then she then the woman gives birth to a female. If Isha Mazras Tila Yoleta Zahar, if the woman sows first, she gives birth to a female. Isha Kisa Zriv Yalda Zahar. What? 
The word is Zaha. Oh, yeah, thank you. To be male. All right, fine, I'll change it after. Um, okay, so then, uh, so now it's saying, so it's saying it doesn't sound like there's a grace period, right? It sounds like in the actual act of Bia, right. then it's determined like right away. So what, 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 when does the case work for Tvila? When it's simultaneous. So it's still trying to go with, yeah, it's trying to go with like the, that there is a, the, 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 the takeaway here is that Tvila only works to change the, the, the gender if it's like at exactly a point or a period where it could be changed. Yeah. Um, but what if you were in a case in which you wanted to have a female to fulfill the so it'd be the same laws about what you are and are not allowed to daven for. Like, okay. yeah, yeah. And you're totally, just to be clear, you're totally allowed to daven before the pregnancy, right? Just not after she's already pregnant. Yeah, David? Um, within this, uh, with, uh, I forgot what the answer is going to be asking, but, um, yeah, within the second answer, this is going to be like a, a larger or whatever the, can I hold off my question? Yes. Yeah, Yosef? Um, we do see though, like by uh, the case I said before, like by the uh, storage of the seeds, right? Yeah. Like um, this is the seeds is another case where, like, basically before after you've harvested, you're allowed to say a tefillah before you measure it, but then after you measure it, then you're not allowed to do it. So that's kind of weird, also. Yeah. Right. So what I'm what I'm asking is that, like, it seems like even when um, you there's just like unclarity, right? Like when you just don't know. There seems to be a possibility of a tefillah. So, but by conception, maybe like, maybe it seems like, well, just like how this, how by your storage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there might be that you're asking for something that's already ter- determined, right? You just don't know it yet, right? It's like Schrodinger's tefillah, right? So like, yeah. <laughs> um, so like, uh, so maybe say by a child as well, that could work, right? Because so you just... The no problem, right? The problem, though, is you also don't know whose house is on fire, right? And I'm not saying that it's inter- that it's an insurmountable problem, but that's the case where you hear an outcry and you don't know who it is. So there's uncertainty, but you're still not allowed to dive in uh, and say this may this not be from my house. So you have to reconcile the two cases of the of the pile of grain and, and this. Okay, so let's go on to now to the explanation of the Gemara. Okay, and this is going to get to uh, the practicality of it now. Um, this is according to the Bechor Shore. Okay, uh, this is the best explanation I found in the Rishonim. Okay, Bechor Shore is when the Bali tells us. Vahashta Akati Kasha. Okay, this is still difficult. He says. Okay, Amai Hava Tefila Shav. Why is it a Tefila Shav? Okay, in other words, to daven for the gender change. Harihumis Palo Shiasei Lo Nes. You're davening for a miracle to be done. We hold by miracles. Just like what happened to Rafa and Leah. So the guy who davens for a miracle is a tefillah shav. Yeah. The Gemara that we, the Gemara that we quoted in Brachos, like goes on to talk about the, a miracle for a young Okay. So he's raising the question now. Right. So apparently this is a question now. He couldn't wait. All right. The Efra Lechalik. So you can differentiate. Devada Yachid. An individual may certainly not daven for a miracle. Okay. Who's to say that he's worthy of a miracle? But if he davens that a miracle should be done on behalf of the many, like when you say, um, I don't know when we say that. Um, and that's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, when we do say it, though, um, we. In all Anisim, yeah, everyone except for 
Ashkenazim who don't follow, you know, the whole Shiranalanis and they can listen to. Uh, okay, we must also differentiate. I'll summarize at the end. Benisim shall teva haolam shemil chamos hachashmanaim, like the words of the hachashmanaim, uh, meaning that was like a natural um, uh, miracle, so to speak. Okay, that's miracles done in a natural matter, okay, manner. So it was miraculous. It was the uh, Rabbi being defeated by the Miatim, but not um right? But if you daven for a female to be transformed into a male, that's not done in a natural matter at all. Um, what? And if you daven like that, for a miracle like that, that would be a tefillah shav. And you need to be careful to not daven that a miracle be done for him, which is outside of the natural manner. Uh, oh yeah, I, I, I was preparing this hastily. This is from when I was teaching in high school, so I didn't get a chance to fill in <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the thing. You can look that up. I don't know what the reference is. So in these cases, the roof the rav guvre. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the miracle stories, right? Oh, the, oh, 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 it was the beams. Yeah. It was the story of the beams. The lady, uh, the lady's beams. Oh, yeah. her, her house didn't fit like her house. Oh yeah. Put it on behalf of them. Yeah. Because I'm talking about what exactly happened. Whether yeah. they got bigger or like they connected somehow. Yeah. Okay, good. So you know the story. <laughs> um, so, but in that, so that assume that was an open miracle. Yeah. Right. So he says uh, he's different. Derav Guver. He was a great man. His power is great. Literally, Umasav al Derech Vetigzor Omer Vayakam Lach, and that is in accordance with the matter of you decree a matter and it will be established for you. So that's like all the tzaddikim in uh, in Chumash who daven for miracles and it happened. Okay. So here's a summary. Apparently that I put in the PowerPoint. Let's see if this is a good summary. So the halacha is you may not daven to change the gender of a fetus. Question: Why can't we daven to change the gender of a fetus? Leah did. Answer one, Dina's transformation was a miracle and we don't rely on miracles. Answer two, meaning we don't rely on miracles to set the precedent for halakha. Uh, answer two, Dina's transformation was not a miracle because Leah Davin within 40 days of becoming pregnant when the fetus can still change. Okay, sub-question. Isn't the gender determined by who sows first? Answer, tefillah can only work when both sow simultaneously. Okay. Then Horshor says, this is still difficult. Why can't a person Davin for a miracle? Okay, answer one, you cannot daven for a personal miracle since you may not be worthy, but you can daven for a miracle for the many because Zuchus Rabim, Hashgachal and Klaisrael, Zuchus Avos, a lot, lot of uh, avenues of miracle for the masses. Tzibor, Hashgachal and Tzibor, Tfilas Rabim. Okay, answer number two is the miracles a person may, the miracles a person may only daven. No, that's not, not, not a real sentence. Um, the miracles a person may, a person may only daven for a natural miracle. Okay, uh, let me get this straight again. Person may only daven for a natural miracle, i.e. one that does not involve an overt violation of the laws of nature, but not for a supernatural miracle. Okay, question, what about Rabbi Mendoza? He daven for a supernatural miracle? Answer is his case is different because he was a great man and he was worthy. Leah also. And Leah also, presumably that would be the case. Yeah, yeah, he, he didn't tie it back to Leah, but that was the whole thing he was commenting on, yeah. Okay, so then say for we hours. <clears throat> Oh, sorry. So I'm just saying, and I think that's that fits into the Gemara's first answer that Dina's transformation was a miracle, and Leah was permitted to do that. Um, which apparently the uh, yeah, yeah, fine, yeah. So yeah, David. Yeah. Um, 
so within this and say for ourselves, would it then be okay to be with Paul that something happens to one of us personally that does have an effect on Israel as a whole? Uh, that's interesting. Um, you could presumably do that. Yeah. If it's for the, for the, uh, for the Robin, that's a nice little, uh, uh, cheat code, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's possible. Yeah. Um, okay, and then, you also be, then you could also ask for a miracle in that way. Then. Sounds like it. I mean, I'm, I'm not poskening, but, uh, but it sounds like according to what he's, um, what the poor shore is saying, then you could do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now the question is, let's go back to our, our issue of save. Um, uh, Tfilas Shav, where were we here? Oh, yeah. So the question is when you are diving for someone who's sick, right? So my case of the miraculously re- regenerating arm, that would clearly be usher to daven for, right? If you get your arm cut off, you cannot ask for your arm to miraculously grow back, okay? <clears throat> if someone has a terminal illness, then there is such a thing as miraculous cures, right? But there's going to be a limit to that also, right? Like, um, you know, I don't know what that limit is, and you probably have to understand the medical uh, realities of it, you know, um, in order to, to, to know that. But, um, and that's where you have the line of tefillah shav and not tefillah shav, where like, you know, I would, again, advocate, this is my second reason for why you should dive into rachamim, is because rachamim, is either refua or alleviation of suffering or these other things, you know? So I think that if you're, again, I'm, this is not sock, this is just like tefillah formulation advice, that if you're Masubuk about whether or not you'd be going into tefillah shav territory, daven for rachamin, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and don't daven for refua shlema, because if it is impossible without a miracle, a, a supernatural miracle, then you're doing a tefillah that's usser and it won't be answered, you know? So davening for rachamin is better. Um, quick uh, um, plug here. So the best article I've read on Tefillah Shav, and I might have talked about this in Tefillah before, is this article by um, Ari Bleicher, Oliver Shalom. Um, so Ari Bleicher was is um, uh, was a Talmud of, of Ari Shiva, uh, Marcy's uh, uh, husband, um, and uh, and he wrote this article, Tefillah Shav: The Limits of Prayer as a Means to Understanding of Transformative Nature. And you can see in the footnote here, the ideas in this article are not just record, just theoretical for me. I began to delve into this area after being diagnosed with a malignant brain tumor. As I shall elaborate below, not only is the structure of prayer itself a source for inspiration and transformation, but the foundational ideas upon which that structure is based are equally inspiring and transformative. And I believe, I, I might have gotten the details wrong, but there's something like that he was a radiologist and like he, oh, there you go. I think he diagnosed his own tumor. I think really? that they said, I think they said that it was not malignant or whatever. And like he was able to see and like, you know, uh, and they got it, you know, um, uh, they got more of a jump on it. Um, he did, he did, uh, uh, succumb to the, to the tumor, but I want to read. So th- I highly recommend reading this article. This is in Hakira. Again, if you don't know what Hakira is, then you're missing out. Hakira is the Flatbush Journal of Jewish Law and Thought. All of the articles by all these Tamil Chachamim, uh, are, um, are including some of uh, some of ours, like Rabbi Zucker. Um, uh, yeah, um, these are uh, all available uh, for free except the current issue. So, like all of these articles, this is a good summer reading for Shabbos. Okay, tons of great articles on a bunch of interesting topics. Okay, anyway, um, so I just want to skip to the end. I'm not going to spoil any of the article, but just at the very end, uh, when he summarizes like what we take away for Tefillah, he says. 
Um, if a person consistently reminds himself that that everything that God does is for the good, everything that the merciful one does is for the good, he will always maintain a correct perspective towards his situation. He will not veer too far from reality, exaggerating neither his fears nor his accomplishments. He will recognize at all times his capacity, his limitations, and the gap between them where God bestows his blessings. This is precisely where it is appropriate for man to express gratitude for the past and pray for the future. As a result of the above analysis, one can easily infer that self-assessment is not just a prerequisite for prayer, i.e. a needed step in order to determine whether a situation is changeable, thus making tefillah worthwhile, or whether a situation is fixed, thus rendering the tefillah as being shav. Rather, self-assessment is inherently part of tefillah, as we said on Tuesday, as the first step in addressing the creator. This assessment from man's perspective is absolutely necessary in order to specify his own place on the continuum from powerless to powerful, and it allows him to identify his needs. Without this recognition, man's prayer, and indeed his entire vantage point in life, lacks perspective and meaning. So that's like tefillah in general. And, te- and seeing the halakhas of tefillah shav means that this is not just like Rabbi Mann once said, that if you look at how a lot of, uh, you know, not just Jews, you look at a lot of how religious people, what their davening is like, it's virtually no different than closing their eyes and making a wish on the birthday candle, a cake, you know? Like, that's like an infantile idea of tefillah as like making wishes that will magically come true. But uh, real tefillah is to recognize that you're utterly dependent on God and, uh, and it's all in his hands and seeing what your place is in reality. So now bringing this back to the situation at hand. So, you know, I have been davening for um, a Rufua Shlema for Rabbi Moskowitz. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I don't know, like, I mean, his kidneys are, have failed and he is now like, you know, you can't survive off of dialysis. You can't survive without kidneys. So it does seem like, you know, it's only going to be a matter of uh, a short amount of time. So I, at this point, am switching to davening for Rachamim. And Rachamim, again, is a, to me, the lack of specificity, I think, I think is the correct formulation. I mean, there are plenty of things that could be Rachamim, that his suffering is eased, that, um, that uh, you know, Rachamim and Rabbi Moskowitz could also have to do with his, with Mrs. Moskowitz, that she is able to, you know, maintain whatever state of mind that she needs to maintain and provide him with the comfort that is needed. You know, Rachmim also has to do with the fact that Rabbi Moskowitz is, is a, uh, a Talmud Chacham and that, that, you know, his passing should be at a time when he can receive the, uh, you know, the, the Kavod Torah that he deserves uh, and that people can be Menachem uh, Avel, you know, in, in the time that, 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 you know, is, is, is proper. Um, but I think it really should be Rahman at this point. Yeah, Yosef. Though, could you um, maybe say because he's like a leader in Klaistral, maybe say that you could dub him for an ace in that situation? I mean, I don't know. But. So yeah, I, I uh, you could say that. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, this is why I was hesitant when you asked me, David. He doesn't say that if you. I mean, okay, he doesn't say you could daven for something that will benefit the Rabbim. He's saying a miracle for the Rabbim. Right. Like, so saying that an individual who's very important to Claudius I mean, yeah, that does affect the Robin. I, I just, I feel like that opens a door. Like, you know, uh, like again, like you have that case of the Ramam in um, the Hakdama to the Parish Mishnayos about the guy who, uh, you know, it could be that God gives wealth to a certain person, you know, so that he, uh, this, this wealthy person builds a, a whole huge mansion so that one day a Talmud Chacham was walking along can like sit in the shade of the mansion and like, like think about an idea, you know, and that's going to benefit all of Israel. Like, 
So like I can dumb for a miracle to get a, a, a mansion. Like, you know, I, 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 I just, I just don't know, you know, that, that, that's the honest answer. Now, here's the thing in, you know, I'm in this, um, this chat where, um, where, you know, we get these updates from Mrs. Moskowitz about the situation. And there's you know, a lot of people in the chat from all over the place. And obviously a lot of people, you know, are talking about saying to Helen, you know, and um, so there's, you know, there's, there's, uh, <laughs> non-problematic ways, good ways to say to Helen for, you know, for the sick. And there's uh, problematic ways. And again, I have a whole article about, what is it called? How to say to Helen for the sick without violating halacha. No, that's how, how to say to Helen for the sick without violating halacha. Okay. So I go through all the shitos there. Okay. That I know of. All right. So you can look there for details. Um, but I want to read just the basic thing, which is from the Sefer Achina about how St. Helen works, okay? And the, the question I had when I see, see I, I saw people in the chat saying like, they're still gonna continue to say to Helen, right? So I wanna, again, I'm not saying this to the people, like, I don't know where they're holding, but like, what would be the idea of saying to Helen, okay? If you are saying to Helen, okay? Uh, so the Sefer Chinach in the midst of Chover Chaver, which is the prohibition against saying incantations, which he defines as, uh, so he says, You can't make incantations about any matter. And what is this defined as? That a person says words. And tells people. And he tells people that these words will help or harm in any matter. That's the Isr Chover Chover. Okay. According to Sefer okay. Some people hold this Davka, excuse me, saying, like incantations and nonsense languages, he says it's words, okay? And because he says it's words, then he says, maybe my son, you will ask me, so there's a Gemara in, um, in which Gemara is this? Uh, yeah, is it Yeah, Shavuos. Um, Shir Shapagayim. So the song of afflictions, Bikinos of a volume. Omer Yoshi Beseser Elyon. So that's Tehillim ninety-one. So it, basically, it prescribes different Tehillim for different reasons, and one of them is Pagayim, is like afflictions, you know. Um, it sounds like these Tehillim can protect you from harm. Okay, right. So Brachos. So it says in Brachos, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Uh, who was um, the one who said, oh, sorry, Masadra Lahu Lahai Kroi Vagani. So it says he would say these Prakim of Tehillim and he would be protected. Okay, and this is Rabbi Yeshua bin Levi, who was the same one who said, did you quote him earlier? Um, oh, no. So Rabbi Yeshua bin Levi is the, is the one who says, it's Asr to heal yourself with words of Torah. Okay, so the same Yeshua ben Levi. So the, the one who's saying the Isr to heal your words with, yourself with words of Torah is also the one who says this statement about these uh, Tehillim. Yeah, Yosef? It doesn't say that he's encanting it, though. Right? Like, he's not, like, it doesn't say that. It just says that he said them. Right? Okay, well, Sefer Chino thinks this is a question. <laughs> All right? Well, yeah. No, I'm just trying to, uh, yeah. I'm trying to figure out the Havamina, you know? Yeah, right. The Havamina is that he says that the, this tale is for this circumstance, which presumably means you say it. And it says right. that he would, well, Masadril, who also, I think Masadril means to, to recite it, you know? Um, right. Yeah. Okay. The ena davar chalila domel ena chover chaver shizavana. So his answer is chas v'shalom that this is similar to chover chaver, to saying incantations. The kvar amru zikron livracha, 
so the Chazal say, again, I think this is Yeshua Ben-Levi, he says, Asr lehis rabos b'divrei Torah. It's Asr to heal yourself with divrei Torah. Well, he's kiru lomar mizmorim elu, but he mentioned to say these mizmorim. Why? Now, here's the key phrase. Sheish behem devarim yoruru nefesh hayodea osam, lachasos bashem yisbarach, ulahasim bo kol mivtacha. That it contains statements, telling to contain statements that arouse the soul that knows them to take refuge in Hashem and to place in him all of his trust. And to instill Hashem, fear of God in his heart, and to rely on his kindness and his goodness. And due to this inspiration from knowing these words and saying them and trusting in God, he will be protected without a doubt from all harm. Okay, now whether you say he'll be protected without a doubt from all harm means that there will be a hashgacha on him that gives him protection, or whether you say it means that he's basically reminding himself about what actual harm is, and he's not going to get harmed, you know, in the same way that David Melch says, um, uh, the... My I, I know I always forget the first half of this puzzle. The, uh, oh. In, uh, yeah, in Kofi in Hollow. We had to lose up last time too, right? I don't Yeah, thank you. Uh wait, is it started again? I don't Hashem right. Hashem is with me, I shall not fear. What can the person do to me? Right. So we said a person can do a lot of stuff to you, right? But no one can actually harm you. Um uh we, it, because real harm is not gonna be in the harm to your body or harm to your possessions. Real harm will be harm to your soul, and no one can make you harm except by making you uh, evil. And the only one who could do that is you. <laughs> yeah. So so the point is, is there a way to say to him at this point for, let's say, someone in Rabbi Moskowitz's uh, position? Well, definitely, <laughs> if you're going to say it for Rafua, you run into several problems. You run into the problem that we just said about Tefillah Shav, possibly, and uh, also, right? But you may certainly say to Ellen to and know what you're saying, right? To inspire your soul to trust in Hashem and to have Yiras Hashem and have the, this is not an exhaustive list, by the way. Avas Hashem, you know, perspective, truth, gratitude, Shavach, all that good stuff, you know. And yeah, and it is, it is a way of tefillah, and in fact. You know, the Rambam does say, you know, it's interesting, like, you know, uh, the only other place I can think of in Sefer Ava where the Rambam talks about, oh, no, I got to use the, got to use the new fancy one, uh, where the Rambam talks about Kvitzach's um, Lashonos uh, at the end of Brachos Perak Yud, where he says, um, after going through all the miscellaneous Brachos, he says, Klaloshel um, Davar, the sum of the matter, is Laolam Yitzach Adam Al Haasid, uh, a person should always um, uh, cry out for the future uh, and ask for mercy. And give thanks to what is in the past. And then give thanks and praise according to his capacity, which again means like in his own language. And the more you uh, praise Hashem, th- thank Hashem and praise him constantly, then the, then the more praiseworthy. You know? So, um, so, uh, yeah, so if you're using the Tehillim as Tefillah, 
in a permissible way, which means not for a refua, right? That's the case that's problematic unless you use one of the six hetarium or seven hetarium that I listed in the in the blog post, you know, or if you have your own hetarium, you know. Um, so then, like, it, it would be problematic. But all, all other, like, like using the words of tefillah for sheva bakash and hoda seem to be fine. In fact, using the best uh, words possible, you know, it's David. Yeah, Isaiah? Is there, would there be a way to tie the, the saying of the tefillah into the fact that there's like a cholah that you care about? Or is that- yeah, so that's Rebbe's uh, Um Rebbe's psak, uh is the recitation, this is my summary, this is not his words, the recitation of Tehillim for healing is only prohibited if only Tehillim and or other psukim are recited, but if one adds a tefillah like a Misha Berach before or after the Tehillim, then this is permissible since in this case one is using the tefillah as a vehicle of beseeching God as opposed to relying on the words of Tehillim themselves. You know, you're always allowed to daven. So if you use like Tehillim to supercharge your davening by giving you bitachon and yira and kavana, and then you say Misha Berach, then that's totally fine. So that's that's how um, that's how Rebbe talks. As like a as a head for saying Tehillim for healing, but we're saying we're not saying Tehillim for healing. Right, but I'm saying like if you want it, you 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 asked it. Can you incorporate the Tehillim in a way that incorporates the Chola? This is that. Yeah, yeah, David. Can I ask like cheat sheet, like actually how you yourself formate the Tehillah or whatever for Rahamim now? So I can run this case. Um, please, Hashem, grant Rahamim to Rabbi Moskowitz. <laughs> I'm not more eloquent than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's how that's how I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, that is uh, that's what I have to say on that. And, you know, it's these times like that, you know, you uh, that you um, this is what Tefillah is for, you know, and uh, and, you know, <laughs> because next week is un- is is, uh, is unpredictable. Um, I do want to say uh, I kind of. I don't know whether we should end to Hillam 122 here. Uh, I know we didn't get to go through all of it, but I basically the idea that we said for Tillam 122 last time that we just theorized, I think is on the right track, which is that um, the Me'iri said, I'm just going to summarize it now, just in case I can't give Shear next week, um, uh, that, you know, the first half of Tillam 122 is David Melech talking about Yushalayim and how great it is. And then in the second half is he's asking for peace over Yerushalayim. Now, we learned it. I think you, David, had a theory. Yes, David. First half is describing the ideal Jerusalem. Second half is asking to bring it about. Yosef said, um, uh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So, Yosef, uh, Yosef I think your idea ends up being uh, correct. Oh, Yosef Solvagic, sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not used to there being multiple Yosefs in this yeah. uh, or any uh, any any year. So, the Me'iri is the one who said that the first half of, T- of Tehillim where David is saying like, oh, I am. Ha- I was happy when I said I could run to the base of Mikdash. That's when he thought that he was going to build the base of Mikdash. Yeah. And then Nassim Hanavi informed him he can't do it. Now, a person who is not perfected would say, okay, screw this. You know, like, that's it. I can't do it. So I know. But no, David realizes there's still something he can do, which is he can daven for the situation in his malchus to be set up so that it will lend itself for Shlom, to, to Shlomo building it. And he does that by asking for there to be peace in Yushalayim, because if there's still wars going on, it's going to be difficult for Shlomo, and that there be peace for his brothers and comrades, and that they recognize the goodness of Yushalayim, so that they like, so that this next generation uh, sets up a society in which Shlomo will be able to build it. So the, the, the moral of the story for, for, well, for Yushalayim, the moral of the story is like, okay, for David, the moral of the story is this is how he daven for Yushalayim, even though he couldn't build it. For B'nai Galos, 
it's more about us asking for the means of peace now so that we could go back to the rebuilt Yerushalayim. But the takeaway we had for Tefillah, which we said last time, is, you know, when you daven for plan A, you know, you don't always get the plan A, but then you got to daven for a plan B, you know, and there's still good. Good is not an all or nothing thing. All or nothing is, is like Ryan Moskowitz always says, the emotions can't distinguish quantity. Okay. Um, that, uh, that, that, you know, emotions deal, uh, only, only, uh, the emotions deal in absolutes. Uh. Um, yeah. Um, and so, um, so realizing that like, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good that, yeah, the perfect would be to get a refua, right. But if you can't get a refua, you daven for Rachmim. And there are many other ways that there could be good brought about for that situation, you know? And so I think that's like the takeaway that you don't get locked into a certain idea of how you want God to answer your tefillos. Because first of all, who, who's to say that you can determine how things should go? And there are many, many, God is kind of, not kind of, he's the one who invented goodness. So like he knows how to bring about the good. He's hatov hametiv, you know? Of course he can bring about goodness in ways that are beyond your, your understanding. And there's still a lot of ways. You just have to be mispalled for that. Yeah. Okay. So that is that. Uh, and yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. The future is unknown. Have a good night. Have a good night. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.